CC Weekly. CC Weekly. For August the 21st. Yes. I really am glad that uh, the last couple weeks have worked out to be, like, on sevens, because it's easier to remember. Won't they always be? No, because after this, we're going to switch to a new month. There's 31 days. It's going to throw it off. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... What are we going to talk about? Let's see. Uh, start with some news. Only a couple of news items this week. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, my dog is digging around at the corner here. He is. So we got, uh, first up was uh, Final Fantasy XV delayed. Yeah, again. I've been waiting for this game since 2009. When, um, when it was called 13. Final Fantasy thirteen versus. Yeah. Uh, it's been a little while. I don't know, man. I... I agree with delays as long as they're done to make a game better, to fix a bug or something mm-hmm. like that. I would much rather wait for a finished product Me too. than get the game and then have them say, in a month, we're going to send out a patch. It's going right. to make it even better. Like, Just take that month and do it. So I am glad they're pushing it back. The question is, why do you think they're pushing it back? Oh, I think they're pushing it back to add VR capability and it has nothing to do with the game we would play at all. I bet it's the VR compatibility that's messing up. I mean, I'm broke right now anyway, so this actually works out pretty good for me. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but yeah... Uh, along those lines of Final Fantasy XV, a movie is coming out this week, I believe, as well, called Kingsglaive. Um, it's about... It takes place parallel to the events of this game. So oh, I, don't okay. know if, I don't know if you're supposed to watch that before the game or after the game. I put or this out while on, you're playing the game. Yeah, I put this out on Twitter last night. Nobody knows. There's also a TV show that's out that you can watch right now. Really? Based on the... And, and Noctis is, is like the main character, and he's the main character in the game. So it's like, am I supposed to watch that before or after? Maybe it is just the game. <laughs> I don't know, and I can't get a straight and answer. They take it, like, they took out all the parts you have to hit X to attack. Yeah. <laughs> and they just let the game play out. Maybe. But, yeah. Um, so if anybody knows uh, anything about the delay or if I'm supposed to watch these things before I play, please let me know. Yeah. And tell us how you feel about delays. Like, if a game's delayed, uh, does it bother you? Does it make you upset? Would you rather get an unfinished game and then have it be, you know, patched later on? Or would you rather wait for a completed game? Uh, what's better for you? Also, why do you think this got delayed? Yeah. We don't know. It could be for any number of reasons. Yeah. You know, they might need to push it off to another quarter for sales or whatever. Perhaps. But. There is a big PlayStation meeting coming up in like three, two weeks. So I think when they're going to ask yeah. the that, Neo. They're saying they're going to ask. People think they're going to ask the Neo. Mm. So maybe they're making it Neo compatible now. I don't know. I don't well, know. all games are supposed to be Neo compatible. But the Neo isn't out yet, so I, I don't know if this would be on that list or not. No, the Neo... Uh, uh, no, no, I, I know you can play it on it, but I mean, there's a Neo version. Oh, yeah, so maybe they're just doing that. Maybe right. they're adding extra texture or whatever Frame it is the Neo can do. Because we still don't know what the Neo does. We will find Except out. Except support PlayStation VR. Yeah, and, and, play, and PlayStation 4 games. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I'm, really, I'm really concerned that the, the 4 Neo is going to be like uh, the iPhone 6S. So iPhone 6 comes out, it's great, everybody loves it, everybody uses it. The iPhone 6S comes out and everybody says, it's great, everybody can use it. And Apple says, don't worry, we still support the 6 and nothing's going to change. And so they make all the uh, apps and everything that run on the 6S run optimized for the 6S and run compatible on the 6. Right. That's exactly what it's going to be. So, but (laughs) as well, they release, so they release firmware. So anybody who has like an iPhone 4S, which is a few generations old, knows that a lot of those updates... A lot of those firmware update, and and this is generic for all cell phone companies. I'm just using iPhone for example because it's what I have. Mm-hmm. So please don't think that I'm saying only Apple does this. Everybody does this. Okay. Um, it uh, it is the PlayStation Four now going to be driven more focused on the Neo with up firmware updates and with the software that comes out. And yes, it'll run on your PlayStation Four, but your PlayStation Four might not run as good. Mm, I That's going to be, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I don't know what they could do to uh, to really make it matter, though. I mean, there's nothing for me for this 4K-compatible system. Like, there's nothing there for me. They I, could uh, tweak with load times. That would be enough. There's no load times now. Like, the load times are amazingly fast. Remember back on PlayStation 1? Now... <laughs> But if the firmware they start putting out is takes advantage of the PlayStation 4 Neo GPU, which is different from the PlayStation 4 GPU, so that one doesn't run as smoothly. That raises it's like the, the Xbox One was launched with the uh, intention of using DirectX 10 or 11, whatever yeah. the newest one was. Yeah. And when Xbox One launched, that DirectX didn't launch alongside of it. So instead of oh. being able to run as fast as it was supposed to be able to run, it had to run a little slower. And a lot of people were like, 
well, this is way slower than you said it was going to be. Why isn't it as good as it is? Mm. It's because the, the version of DirectX it was forced to use used twice the resources uh, that the new one was supposed to use. Oh, I, didn't I believe that. that's now been rectified. Uh, so I, somebody who knows DirectX uh, better would know that. But I, that was an issue. So um, they could do this. Something similar could happen with the PS4 Neo and the PS4. My question is, you're, you're going to EB Games. Is there a Neo section with the same games that is in the PS4 section? Or is this going to be both versions on one disc? Is there two discs now in the thing? Yeah, I imagine it'll just be a download. You'll download the extra Neo So you buy a PlayStation textures. 4 game, and then you have to download. I suspect. I don't know. Lame sauce. I guess we'll find out in September. Yeah. Anyway, I don't care about it. So, so uh, <laughs> one more news item. Quick one. Yep. Uh, Konami, who previously announced that they were out of making home console games. Did uh, they announce that? Yeah. They said, we're done. We're only going to do mobile games and those uh, pachinko machines they make. Uh, they announced a new home console game. And... To the internet's uh, joy, it's a Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah, sweet. Or a Resident Evil game. I'm not sure which. <laughs> the concept is amazing. But, I mean, Metal Gear Solid has always had... Look at, um, what is it, Revengeance? Uh, yeah, yeah. With uh, That's a spin-off game yeah. that's completely different. Is this just another spin-off? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes place in, like, it looks like a dystopian future where you're fighting zombie-slash-alien-slash-mutated things. Uh, it doesn't look like a stealth espionage game at all and more like a survival shoot 'em up Mm, yeah, it looks completely different. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are really up in arms about this. I don't know if um, if this means... Well, I mean, should they even be making Metal Gear Solid games with Okajima anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think it's diluting the name? Uh, well, I think we should wait and get into that with the rants, because I do want to talk something right. about that. But, uh, I, I forgot what we're talking about. So that's about. a game. Of, the trailer's out there. Check it out. It looks like a Days Gone or uh, any of those kind of trailers. I think my dog's peeing on my Miami bookcase. It looks case. pretty cinematic. It's kind of a... That is going to a good uh, analogy for society and amiibos now. So we're going to move on from news. All right, next up we got CC update updates. Yeah, all right, good. So we're talking about some some club news. All right, what, what is we got? happening in the cartridge club? What do we got? Uh, first off, we got game of the month news. So. Okay. Uh, you've been playing the challenge modes. Yeah, Shovel Knight, we They're should say. extremely, yes. Shovel Knight. Yacht Club, Ga- Yacht Club Games' indie platformer, Shovel Knight, is the game of August. Uh, it's uh, a ton of fun. I've beaten it. I haven't gone back to it this week because I've had a lot going on. Um, yeah, car yeah. accident, <laughs> uh, some travel changes maybe, and then a cancellation. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shovel Knight is the game of the month. Uh, I really enjoyed everything so far. I'm still sort of making my way through the Plague Knight DLC which is uh, a steep, steep learning curve from the Shovel Knight DLC. But uh, I enjoy the music in the game so much that, um, and it's the game of the month, I'm pushing it a little extra to give myself a little better. Dude, I have so much to say about this game. I ain't going to wait to say most of it on the podcast, but I have gone through the game. I'm now doing challenge mode. I have one challenge left. Um, And I probably would have beaten it, but I haven't had time to, to get back to it. But man, it will definitely test your limits playing these challenges. They didn't hold back, as they said. There's uh, also on the forums, if you're a member of the Cartridge Club, head over to www.cartridgeclub.org. And on the forums there, you can see uh, links to a review done by Cartridge Club member Are You Okay, as well a remix of uh, Steal Thy Shovel done by Cartridge Club member uh, Jukebox or Jugbox. Yeah, or Jukebox 98. Jugbox, yeah. 98? So uh, definitely, definitely check, check those out. Leave a comment on the forums. Tell us what you think of Shovel Knight. Do you like the Plague Knight DLC? Have you done the challenge modes? Uh, sound off in there, great conversation happening among the club members, and, uh, the podcast for that should be recording probably next weekend. Right. Wait. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> this comes out on Sunday, so right. it's even more confusing. Yeah, it does, so it'll be this weekend. Yeah. yeah. It is confusing. Uh, so what else is going on in the club? Uh, Vintage Video Game Girls, a longtime member of the Cartridge Club, she's recovering from some surgery, and Ooh. we do want to wish her the best for a speedy recovery. Lots so, of surgery uh, in the club lately. Yeah. Kyle's doing well. I was talking to him, too. That's right. Had his hernia out. Yeah. Uh, or well, in. I don't know how that works. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, speedy recovery to both of you. Good luck, you too. Uh, lots of Cartridge Club hugs and uh, support from all of us. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you're feeling better. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. Yeah. Play some games. Relax. Recover. Yeah. And uh, as well, we've got a new In the Q-Dog house. Yep. Where uh, it is revealed that Mr. Q-Dog does not understand how this and next weekend works. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And Mrs. Q-Dog... Uh, she, uh, as was announced in the last Retro Fandango, she was the winner of one console. Yeah. So now she's looking for tips on there as to what her official title should be. So definitely pop over to that video and leave a comment either on YouTube or at the website and let them know what you think Mrs. Q-Dog should be called 
as the one console cha- or champion. Has there been anybody else that mirrors uh, how Eric says this weekend or? Uh, I don't believe so. Um, I haven't. Seen I'm not 100. percent I know he did look it up. The de- for specifically the definition of the word next, mm-hmm. and uh, based on the uh, the Oxford English Dictionary, he is correct. However, there is a I think it was Oxford, whatever he Googled. Uh, there mm-hmm. is a subclause in there stating that uh, specifically when using. Are you stuck, buddy? He's confused. Specifically, when using this in terms of uh, discussing weekends, that it says that it does. Yeah, that that the method that she uses is correct. That sounds made up. No, that's what he. I mean, I agree that she's right. But (laughs) Eric is the research guy. If there's research and facts, he knows them. Yeah, all right, I trust him. I trust Eric. Uh, As well, we have a new retro nonsense video. It's top five games. I'm embarrassed I haven't played. Yeah. They tag a couple other clubbers in there. It's uh, Duke and Eight Bit Bob. Oh yeah, that's a great back. No Game Boy. Sorry, it's Game Boy. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's a good video. It's uh, 18 minutes long. I watched it today. Do you think Skyrim is an RPG? Uh, Oblivion, wasn't it? Oh, I thought it was Skyrim. I, think, I, I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Morrowind. I can't remember now either. I think it was Oblivion. Do you think they were, the Elder Scrolls games are RPGs? I definitely saw it with Game Boy. Those are 100% RPGs oh, with yeah. adventure elements. There's no doubt. Um, you could classify it as an action RPG, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Although, you But know I was what? definitely siding with Game Boy on that, and... Uh, so it was amusing for me to watch that conversation. Do you? I can't remember. It's been a long time since I played Elder Scrolls. When you kill something, do you get experience points? Or, oh, yeah. Or is it just doing something, you level that thing up? Oh, maybe it's doing something. Yeah, doing something, you level that skill up. Right. I don't think you actually get experience points no. for killing things. So are you changing your answer now? Now I don't know. What makes an RPG? Always right. Crap. This could have been a random out of town. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us, are the Elder Scrolls games RPGs? Are they action adventure? Are they action RPGs? Uh, we don't we need the IGN answer. Duke already gave us that. Tell us your answer. What do you think? Uh, let us know. Uh, obviously, we are unsure ourselves. Yeah, so. Zelda is not an RPG, though. I would say Zelda is an action adventure, action adventure with some RPG. And not even are there many RPG there elements. There are no RPG elements, I don't think. No. Um, no, there's really not. Action adventure. Although, what makes an RPG? Anyway, this will be a good discussion. We should do this as a rant sometime. <laughs> All right. Uh, as well, we got a new SCC podcast out. Good news, everybody. Joe does not have a bladder infection. Yay! Yeah. Here we go. That's all you need to know about that. And Retro Fandango, uh, as was announced last week on their show as well as on this show, they are moving to their own uh, RSS feed. So if you're a fan of the Retro Fandango podcast and you want to continue being able to hear it, yeah. you need to... Um, and the next you, one's a big one. Yeah. You will need to subscribe to their new podcast feed. Uh, as they will no longer be uploaded on the same feed that you're hearing this. Right. Uh, you can get them now on Stitcher and Google Play, and they're just awaiting approval from iTunes. Right. So make sure you search Retro Fandango on there. Uh, if the links are available by the time this video is out, I will throw the links in the in the. I went to Podbean. I got their RRS feed right from that. Put it right on my podcast app, and now I have it. So there you go. If so, you have so that's another way. a good podcast app, it's easy. So get them on Podbean, get them on Stitcher, get them on Google Play. Uh, subscribe to the RSS feed, however you want to. If you want to continue hearing uh, Retro Fandango, you need to do this. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, definitely, definitely resubscribe to yeah. specifically Retro Fandango's own feed. And then that'll be easier as well when you're organizing your podcast feed. You won't have to. You won't see a new one jump in there and be like, "Oh, right on, it's new Retro Fandango." We're like, "Oh, it's a cartridge, bro." Uh, it's just another CC Weekly, you know, stuff like that. So definitely get over there and subscribe to that. Getting sick of hitting Mark Red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next up, some form news. Um, that wasn't there an hour ago. Thanks, Dean. <laughs> Man, the Dean is awesome. Um, single Banana from RF Generation is uh, going to the Retro World Expo in 2016 in Wallingford, Connecticut. And he wants to know who's going to be there. Will and Pam are also going. So that's a good news. Good crew. Where is, um, where is this at? Wallingford, Connecticut. Yeah. And I believe Brazzle the Gamer is going as well. I saw oh, him make nice. a tweet today. Nice. Good crew. Uh, a few more people are playing No Man's Sky. Uh, and tagging the planets with cartridgeclub.org oh, or with Cartridge Club quotes. Uh, how is it going for you? I am on vacation next week. I want it so bad, but there's no sales, and I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's going to be a sale, but who knows? Who knows? $92 is a lot of money to spend on one game. It's too much for one game. So, I mean... I mean, if I, had, if I was... Like, at home alone by myself, I had lots of time. $92 is, is a great value for the amount of hours I would sink into that game. But I just don't have that amount of time. My investment in terms of time I can play versus what I can spend, it doesn't equal out anymore like it used to. So, hmm. it has to be cheaper. 
Cool. Uh, as well, Raiho finally got the, the big mystery guest this game. It was Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. Oh, yeah. That was um, a tough one. Yeah. So there's lots of games. Rusty, been, right? Rusty had that up? Yeah. yeah. I think there's two or three now more. We're going on new ones, so check those out in the Just for Fun section. And uh, as well, the poll for the favorite indie platformer, Shovel Knight is crushing everybody. It's, he's burying the competition. Oh, boy. All right. Let's move on. Shovel jokes. <laughs> yeah, anyway, what was going to beat it? Yeah, that's right. And uh, so don't forget, guys, anybody who's at a gaming convention, we have one more gaming, uh, one more club thing to mention. It's the uh, Barry Retro Gaming Expo, or the Barry Gaming Expo. Oh, yeah. Barry Gaming Exchange. The game Exchange, yeah. Uh, it's in Barry, Ontario. It's this weekend, August 21st. Uh, a lot of people there. I was supposed to go. Uh, this is sad. Seven days out from the day I was going to leave, I was in a car accident where the front of my car was uh, destroyed. Um, as well, the person I was going to travel with, uh, John, forgot that he had uh, a drag show sponsored by the company that he owns this same weekend. So I started to scramble to see if I could find plane tickets. I still haven't heard from my claims adjuster yet, uh, so I don't know if uh, I'm going to have to pay money for that or what's going on there. So it's uh, been a, it was a long, a long uh, arduous week, and I was unable I'm unable to make it to the Barry Game Exchange, and I'm crushed. I was really looking forward for a chance to meet uh, a lot of people. Uh, I personally didn't really care all that much about the games. I was looking for Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, I bought it today on eBay um, for the GameCube. My pull, my purpose for going was to finally meet and spend time with uh, some of my friends that I've had for, for, for three to four years now, Kevin, Dean, Sarah, J-Rock, uh, and newer friends as well, Pam, Will, Nintendo Hodge, uh, the Two Dorks, yeah. uh, Retro Pictures wasn't going to be there. It's a Bill big and, room, man. Bill and Joe, I was so excited to finally get a chance to be in the same room with them. I have a great gift for Bill. I'm going to get your address, Bill. I'm going to mail it to you, and hopefully it stays okay. Wrap it safe. safely. Yeah. <laughs> But the very game exchange is happening this weekend, so if you're there, please take lots of pictures, snap photos, uh, support the cartridge club, support the game exchange, support your fellow gamers, your fellow man. Just spread the love while you're there, and send those pictures to contact at cartridgeclub.org, and uh, we'll get them put up on the webs on the w- website in the uh, co- uh, convention section. Convention, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it sucks. Yeah, I was never going to be able to go. But I was kind of going to live vicariously through you, I think. There's Kevin told me there's another one in the spring. Yeah, so we're hoping. Avery will be a year old at that point. Yeah. Uh, so maybe the bros then. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but have fun, man. I can't wait to see the pictures. So that's it for uh, Cartridge Club update. update. CC update complete. That's right. So what's, what's next, P2? Uh, CC Spotlight. CC Spotlight. Really? Yeah, you got it right. All right. <laughs> So this week we're going to spotlight a oh, yeah, right. newish club member. I don't want to say newish. Uh, he's been yeah, around for a, a little bit. bit. And, he's been pretty uh, active. He's got a YouTube channel that is fantastic. This month uh, he did a review of the game of the month, which was Shovel Knight. Yeah. And uh, his awesome. YouTube name and his uh, name on the forums is Are You Okay? Uh, H-A-R-0-U-O-K. Or maybe it's H-A-R-O. One of them is zero. So anyway, uh, I believe his real name is Tim, based on I the video Tim. I just watched. I think it's Tim. Um, but what? we want to make him our Cartridge Club Spot of the Week. He's awesome. He does reviews, he does top tens, uh, and uh, the production quality is extremely good. Yeah, a lot of quick edits. It's, it's Yeah, it's a good, yeah, good, he talk, good editing it's, style. One of the things that I like best about uh, Kevin's reviews is, and it's when we were uh, we did a Tomb Raider review together yep. uh, a couple years ago, one of, the, one of the big points that he wanted to emphasize is, Whatever we're talking about, we should be showing in the footage. Oh, yeah. And uh, that has stuck with me, and that's a, it was an excellent tip that he gave me then. And it stands true now, and the, the reviews today, that I, the reviews that we watched from, uh, from How You Okay are just like that. Yeah. They he shows what he's talking about. He, he's uh, informative. He's entertaining. Uh, definitely pop over to his YouTube channel. The link's below. Check him out. I think he had 55 subscribers when I looked at this. He should have 55,000. I was watching his videos, and I, I felt like I was watching, like, professional. They My favorite reviewers on YouTube right now are Easy Allies. Yeah. And uh, these were easily as good as those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, just really good quality stuff. And he seems like a really good guy. Yeah, he's he been super active. Uh, he's really good at guessing the games, too. For <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, he knew right away from the uh, picture that I put up that it was a Star Trek game, yeah. just based on the uh, the menus and the Cardassian logo. Yeah. So uh, definitely check out How You Okay. Uh, he's on YouTube. He's on Twitter. He's on the forums. Uh, and tell him, uh, you know, good job. Keep up the good work. Because there's nothing I hate more than seeing somebody who has great uh, videos, great a positive attitude get discouraged. So hopefully he doesn't. And hopefully uh, the club can uh, yeah the talent can, can really spread the word. The talent is there, and it's always nice seeing new members like this in the club. I mean, he's not new, new, but 
you know, it's it's nice seeing somebody find the club. Like, where did he come from? Is it where did he, yeah. where did Harold Key come I just from? Realize he's eating Tennille's stuffed animal. <laughs> but sometimes I wonder where. How did people find the club? I'd love to know some of those answers too. So anyway, I'll be right back. Up. You want to cover rants? <laughs> All right. So that's it for CC Spotlight. Now we're gonna get into CC rants. Get over there. I'll wait for you to get back. This will all be edited. Okay. CC Rants. CC Rants. What are we ranting about this week? Konami? Uh, not specifically Konami. I'd like to talk about... It's Konami-inspired. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to talk about series... <laughs> okay, yeah. When a series takes a change from what is norm for that series. Okay. So, the example... The best example right now is Metal Gear Solid uh, branching out from being a survival... Sorry, being a... Stealth. Espionage stealth game. Being what looks like a survival horror game, which might be this might not be part of the main series. This might just nope. be a spin-off thing. Exactly like Revenge. So they've done it before, right? Uh, Resident Evil did it with Operation Raccoon City, which was a third-person shooter. Well, Resident Evil is a great example because they are in fact switching their formula up completely. Yeah, which they've already done before with Resident Evil Four. Yeah, so Resident Evil went from a survival horror to a survival shooter action action adventure to a straight-up third-person shooter. Yeah, in five and six. And now to a first-person horror. Right. Did they say did they confirm it was first-person yeah. in the actual game? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it happens a lot. It happens actually a lot more than I uh, than I initially thought when I started researching this. So you got Castlevania. Yeah. goes from being traditionally a 2D side-scrolling uh, mm-hmm. Metroidvania-style game, oh boy. Uh, which then becomes a third-person action-adventure game right. that's yes. in the style of God of War. Metroid itself. Metroid went from being side scroller to a first person exploration game. Right. Uh, Mario, Super Mario did it. Two uh, yeah. D side scroller to a third, like the the three D Mario games. Galaxy is vastly different from anything Super Mario Bros. Hmm. You know what I mean? And that was a change. Super Mario sixty four was, was sixty four. Yeah, man. was where that started. It was huge. So series change all the time. Uh, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Sometimes it's just a change. Sometimes change is just just change. Right. And Mario was a great example of a good. It was good when they changed it. Right. Um, that's, there's a lot that aren't good though. Yeah. I don't like the New Castlevania feel. It's more God of War-y. It is. Uh, I. I actually I played Lord of Shadow. And me too. Me too. If the game had been labeled as something other than Castlevania, I really enjoyed it up to the end. Mm, here's um, the thing. It, but would it have sold if it didn't say Castlevania? Who cares? It would. It's a competent game, just like the God of War games are very competent, um, but I just, I don't have the interest in, all those games are so similar that uh, if I'm in the mood for it, it's great every now and then, but I wish it wasn't a Castlevania game. I would have gladly played that game if I was in the mood for a God of War game yeah. some other time, but... And I, well, I think the sales speak for it that yeah, the sales of those games were not as good as the sales for Symphony of the Night and, right, right, and right. Uh, some of the, the even uh, the, the GBA games. Actually, I never looked into this. It could have sold really well. I don't know. Uh, it did make three games in the series. So, huh. but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, and it definitely sold because it had the cast. It was originally not even going to be a Castlevania game. They just slapped that on later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what other ones uh, come to mind? Huh. Around here. There's a lot. Yeah. Mega Man, uh, when it went to Mega Man Legends, didn't yeah, do very well. Yeah, there's a spin-off, spin-off. Great um, game, though. I liked it. So, I I, I don't know. I, I but, think... Okay, sorry, sorry to interrupt and, you. And movies do it, too. Like, look at the Star Trek. So, you get the original Star Trek movies, which are... And you look at the t- Star Trek TV show, you look at the movies, and it's supposed to be about exploration and meeting and science. Mm. But if you look at the new J.J. Abrams movies, they're yeah. more, they play more like a Star Wars movie. It's more about action and adventure and true. true. You know what I mean? So even movies change change their style. Um, you just made me think of something uh, with Mega Man Legends. They switched it up. They went to Mega Man Legends, but they also kept doing their side-scrolling platformers. Right. Um, and I like when they do that, kind of like Metal Gear Solid. They did yeah. Revengeance, but then they kept the regular, regular series. Um, I like when they do that. Um, I don't like when they change it completely, like with Resident Evil. I don't yeah. like when they switched from Resident Evil 3 to 4. And then never went back to this, never, the original. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, you definitely run the risk of alienating your core fan base when you change up 
I mean, so and there's there's another argument as well. So you you alienate you, you run the risk of alienating your core fan base when you change up your style. When you go, we're no longer going to be no, we're no longer going to be this style of genre. Hmm. This is really popular now. This is selling, so we're going to try that. Yeah. So the big risk you run is the the core fan base was like, but I love tank controlled third person right. horror survival horror. I don't want to play an over the shoulder shooter. Right. You know what I mean? Or I love. Uh, stealth games and trying to figure out different uh, ways to attack and enter a base. I don't yeah. want to play a survival horror game. Yeah. Uh, or survival shooter game or horror shooter game, whatever, whatever it is. is called. <laughs> um, you run that risk. But as well, if you don't, if you continually repeat the same mm-hmm. thing over and over again, then you also get people who say, oh, you just recycle the same thing every time. It's the same thing every time. Why would I keep buying these? It's true. So uh, really, it's, it's, a, it's a no-win situation. You're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you keep it the same tried-and-true formula that works, people will uh, complain that you're just reiterating the same stuff over and over again. And if you change things, people will complain that you're changing things you shouldn't change things. You can't win. So, Although I think back to the Mega Man on the NES, there's six games that... If you took a screenshot from any one of those games, you wouldn't know unless you've played them all. Yeah, like a lot, you wouldn't know which game or which is from which. Um, and I love that. I love that series. Maybe it's I don't. Do you would you get stale on a series like that if you loved it and if they didn't change it, they just kept making new levels, new maps, all these sort of things? Would you keep playing it? Like, at what point do you burn out and say they should change it? Uh, I don't. I do like. I mean, I like when game companies try different things. Yeah. Part of the reason that I enjoy Nintendo is because they're not afraid to go outside of the norm and try something new. Right. Um. So I do like a difference. You know what I mean? I do like when companies when they take chances. Yeah. But like you said, take that chance, and as well, you. I mean, you also the other. You don't have to name it Metal Gear Solid Survive. It's true. You could just call it. You know, uh, zombie face shooter survive or whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> I would play the shit out of zombie face shooter. Right. But Metal Gear Solid is going to sell again. That's how it comes. And that, so that's the, the the problem is, and it's I imagine it's a problem too for indie developers is that people are so unwilling because things are expensive now. Before you spend your money, you definitely want to make sure that you're going to get uh, you, you're going to get what you think you're going to get. Yeah. So to tell people, here's a new game we're trying out. Check it out. We don't. You don't know anything about it. Splatoon, for yeah. example. Yeah. It's a third-person shooter game. If they had, if they had put Mario, like the yeah Mario the Splat, or something, if they put Mario characters in Splatoon, <laughs> they'd have sold ten million copies of it. They would have sold Wii U's because everybody on the planet. Uh, you go to any game store and the, it's the same thing. Every time anybody goes in there, all they ask for is Mario and Zelda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, the, Adam at the last game store has a joke that everybody just wants to buy Melda. He said he could. His example is he could have a game in his hands. That says this game is pure happiness, and when you play this game, you will experience joy like you've never experienced before <laughs> in your life. And if it doesn't have Mario on the cover, seventy-five percent of the people that walk into his store on a day-to-day basis, like the regular everyday people, yeah. will walk out and say, "No, it's not Mario." Yeah. So, putting that familiar name brand on there, putting that familiar, uh, you know, stamp saying this is a Metal Gear game, you like Metal Gear games, yeah, might help sell things. Oh but yeah, definitely. Does it hurt in the long run? Does somebody buy a going right on a Metal Gear game like? Holy fuck! I'm not stealthing around these zombies. I'm yeah. shooting them in their big glowing red weak spots. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched the trailer? No, it's no. it's something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no interest. It's like Silent Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you like when they mix it up? Do you like spinoffs? Like that yeah. kind of thing? Do you wish everything would just stay the same? Yeah. What do you like? Yeah. See, I love the Mega Man X series, but they kept going with the original Mega Man series as well. They had 7 and 8 come out after the X series started. Which sold better? I would think the X because they stopped because at 8. As much as I hate to say it, it doesn't matter what we think as fans. No, it doesn't. What they're going to make is what sells better. Right, they're true. a company that want to make money. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much you love the, Meg- the original Mega Man series. If X is outselling it yeah. in double digits, they're going to stop putting money into the one that's not selling it. Right, well. right, right. Yeah, that's how it goes. It really doesn't come down to what we what we want. It's what we're going to buy. That's what it comes down to. So anyway, we're going to move on now to the CC Answers portion of the show. CC Answers. So, what we got? First up. Yeah, just Ben's Ben's. <laughs> first up from uh, Dave Hannum, at Hannum30. And uh, he wants to know, Mary Fuck Kill, which is the game that... Uh, <laughs> Rose made that, the pin made that game, didn't playing. she? So Mary Fuck Kill, and her three choices are Birdo... Toadette and Dixie Kong. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to marry Toadette. Me too. Because I feel like she's probably the most stable, 
provide a good home for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to fuck Dixie Kong, because she's tiny. This you is could, bizarre. You could probably spin her. Um, and uh, she's a monkey, so she's got that extra tail to, you know, that could do stuff. Doesn't mom watch this? And <laughs> Does mom watch these? I don't know. Because I was going to make a comment about Birdo's mouth, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> In the comments below, tell us what you think P2 was going to say about Birdo's mouth. <laughs> uh, I'm going to kill Birdo. All right. You know, I'm just going to mirror that. Let's move on. Uh, next up, uh, question from Pam at Jasyla, J-A-S-Y-L-A underscore. Uh, she's uh, one of the co-hosts of Media Mavens, as well as a club member. She wants to know, what upcoming games are you most looking forward to? Ooh, good question. Yeah. Um, Last Guardian's coming up in October. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Final Fantasy Fifteen. looking forward to that. How about you? Uh, I read this question, Pam, and it actually took me about half an hour to come up with an answer. Really? Uh, so two days ago, I was at EB Games in their PS4 section. They have a sale on right now. Mm-hmm. Buy two used games, get $10 off. You want to get a list of it for you to buy? Nope. Uh, and I looked at the wall, <laughs> and I already own every PS4 game, <laughs> with the exception of Dragon Age Inquisition, because I'm holding out for like the Ultimate Edition, which already is out, I know. I just haven't bought it yet because I can't justify spending $55 on it because I know it'll drop in price because it's a Bioware game. It'll be so um, soon. So I was looking at the wall and there was nothing there. None of their upcoming games really grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God God Eater comes out this month too. I want, I want that too. <laughs> so PS4, there was nothing. I don't own an Xbox One, so I didn't even, I didn't even look at the Xbox One. Uh, I don't think, based on last E3, there's nothing they have really that interests me. Um, so mm-hmm. nothing there. I looked at uh, the Wii U. The only game coming over the Wii U is Paper Mario Sticker Jam Superstar. I don't know what the fuck it's called. <laughs> um, again, it's a game I'll probably I might grab it because uh, I know Colleen enjoys that series. So it's something her and I can play together. But it's not something I'm looking forward to. Mm. Uh, there's Zelda on the NX slash Wii U, but I'm having a hard yeah, time. Zelda. Getting... I forgot all about that. Man, I'm, I'm super stoked about Zelda. See, I was, but now I'm having a hard time getting excited for it because. Who cares about graphics, man? This game is going to be awesome. It's not just graphics. It's if graphics. the game plays better on the NX. It was designed for the Wii U. The Wii was U was it gonna, though? It, that's what the demo they showed at E3 was the Wii U one, not the NX one. Was it? Yeah. For sure? 100%. Okay, so I'm still sort of excited for something. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's gonna I'm going to have a hard time with that, though, man. Dragon Quest 11? That, so that's on NX. Yeah, and PS4 and uh, 3DS, I think. Yes, but that brings me to what I'm excited for. And the game that I'm most excited for right now is Dragon Quest VII on the 3DS. Really? Yeah, I own it on the PS1. Right Look at that. Yeah, I own it on the <laughs> PS1, but I love, I absolutely love my 3DS. The ability to play my games on the go is such a huge bonus for me personally mm-hmm. that uh, it's my favorite console right now. Nothing can top the ability to have it in my pocket and just pull it out when I'm bored, waiting at a waiting for an appointment or waiting in the car, whatever I'm doing, yeah. to pull that out. So Dragon Quest Seven, especially a game where you can just sort of roam, roam around and grind a little bit, yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to the most as well. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven, which is supposed to be 3DS as well as NX and PS4, and the 3DS version is actually a completely different graphical version suited to the 3DS, so that's pretty exciting for that me. It just cool. shows you that Square Enix is like, they're dedicated to the... The Dragon Quest series, and they know that it sold really well, or sells really well on the on the Nintendo handhelds, right? Handhelds and holders. Oh, I think I had to, you know mobile it. devices that they. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, Dragon Quest Seven and uh, as well Dragon Quest Eleven. That's the only ones I can come up with, dude. Final Fantasy Seven remake. I'm excited for. Nino Kuni Two was announced like two years ago. I haven't seen anything on it since then. Oh, Near Two. Yep. Oh my God, Near Two. I still haven't played Near One. Dude, you're missing out. I see that one too. Yeah. I was away when that was a club game. You gotta try that one out. Dude, I, there are so many games coming out that I am so excited about. I'm, I'm shaking. My pe- like, even and the I have a huge backlog to go through first that I have to buy for the PS4 still. Like, oh man, there's just not enough time or money. You can sell your kid. That's like, that solves both. I don't know. I can so definitely, definitely give her You're looking to buy a three month old. No, I can't sell her. My kidneys. I have two very good kidneys. Throw your offers in the, in the comments. <laughs> 
Dude, I, I could pull my phone out and list a hundred more, I can't too. Get excited. I was looking at the wall, man. I couldn't get, none of them got me excited. Maybe Ratchet and Clank, because I do enjoy okay, this. You know what would be a fun game for you and Colleen? Wait till it's five bucks. For you and Colleen to play together would be Until Dawn. Play that together. It's, it's like a horror game? Yeah, it's a first but, person. But you make decisions, and then you can. It's like a, it's like a teen slasher movie. It's first person. No, no. Oh, it's not? It's, it's more like if you were to describe this as something, I would say a telltale game. You have to make decisions, and how you make it will decide on if the kids survive. Yeah. I thought it was first person. I don't want to spoil it. What's anything. the first? Oh, Dying Light is the first person. Yeah, definitely. I don't care about that. But Maybe I'm going to play with yeah. Megan, so I think, I think you'd have fun with Colin. All right. Well, I'll look into it. Anyway, Pam, thank you very much for your question. Yes, thank you, Pam. I'm super excited now. Um, all right. So next up, we got... Next up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Diego Avila, at a Latino lawyer, he wants to know... <laughs> Would you rather play only complete Atari Jaguar library for your life or only your two favorite games for life? Uh, that's a no-brainer for me. I couldn't name a single Atari Jaguar I don't game. know any either. So I'm going to say if I have to choose between a, a console full of games I've never heard of uh, or two that I know are my favorite, I am that person. What person? This Atari, the Atari Jaguar has the game that will give you the most absolute happiness in the world. Oh. <laughs> is it Final Fantasy 2? No, dude. There's not to take Final Fantasy 2. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about it. I know nothing about the Atari Jaguar. I couldn't name a single game. Uh, Atari doesn't interest me at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, You go back and look at uh, Atari games, the ColecoVision games, and they, they don't compare. It's like trying to go back to an abacus from a calculator. I don't understand. Good point. I mean, if you had an emotional attachment to it or a nostalgia attached to it, oh, yeah. I could see why you would still play them. Completely different. Um, but I don't have any of that, and I have no desire to go back to, like, look at, compare Pitfall to Castlevania. Oof. Not even, like, so, and, you know, I know the Jaguar is obviously a few generations past that, but I still don't know what games it. I, I couldn't tell you, I don't even know what it looks like. I, I couldn't even tell you what an Atari Jaguar looks like. Is it black? I don't know either. Is that the one that they tried to make? Oh, it's the retro VGS. Yeah, yeah, that they, yeah. yeah. The chameleon. Yeah, so no, yeah. My two favorite games. So it would be Final Fantasy 2 and... Dude, you're just, you're just shoot off the two favorite games right here? Mm, it would take me years <laughs> to narrow that down. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Thank you for your question, Diego. Oh, what are you? Um, oh, definitely the two favorite games, yeah. Um, I don't know anything with the Atari Jaguar. But you know what? This question, let's say it was... Uh, the Super Nintendo library or your two favorite games. If your two favorite games are on the Super Nintendo, that's great. <laughs> well, let's, say, all right, let's say it's not the Super Nintendo then. Any, you can pick any library except for the Super Nintendo or your two favorite games. Oh. Dude, tough. That would be a tougher question. That is tough. Like, uh, that would be a tougher question. Mm. Especially when you start including, like, multi, like, if you went with a PS3 or Xbox 360, chances are you're going to get a collection that might have some of the games you want. Right, right, right. Um, that would be a tough one. That would be a harder question. Yeah, especially if you had to remove like your top five games. Your top five games you can never play again. Or but, but you get the whole library yeah. for PS One so or PS Three or anyway, Xbox anyway. Three Sixty. That would be tough. <laughs> that is a tough question. Please don't ask that next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as well, Diego had a second question. Uh, still at a Latino lawyer, yep. and he said, uh, "What was your fallback way of playing games as a kid? Once your hands or thumbs were sore and cramped." Um, I remember I used to get blisters and you used to tell me I have to keep playing and I would cry because you had, I had to be a level in, in Mega Man. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm not in a rat. I, I don't know. I never really got cramped up, but I can beat or used to be able to beat the first, uh, um, get the first start in Mario 64 with my feet. Like the go, we had to go climb up the mountain and spin that guy around and, and throw him the bomb thing. How the fuck did you learn you could do that? Dude, I played a lot of Mario 64. <laughs> Maybe my hands were so great. So we're going to live stream P- P2 getting the first star Mario 2 anymore with his feet. Uh, I also don't remember my hands or thumbs getting cramped up very much. Um, yeah. If at all. Uh, so we I don't know. We our fingers a lot, though. Like, yeah. And it's disgusting. Um, yeah, no, I, I still, even now, my hands don't really get cramped up or sore from playing games. No. And, like, even playing Shovel Knight, my thumb, I could still feel it, but I was just... Move it a little bit and, yeah. <laughs> and move on. So what did you do, Diego? What happens when your hands yeah. are cramped up? And everybody else. Let yeah. me know. No, just Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I love his new picture, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we got a question from Critical Failure at Tiger Claw TV. Uh, this one's not an actual question. This was something I answered last night. Okay. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I will answer it. So yes, where do you case people need to know. Where do comments for the weekly show go? There's no form for them, and they're not on the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to leave a comment on one of these uh, podcasts... The you can either a uh, go to YouTube where every day Monday to Friday we updo- upload a single segment yeah Monday CC weekly Tuesday CC update so on and so forth yeah. or wait until Wednesday and on Wednesday 
Uh, you can go to www.cartridgeclub.org under the videos section, and you can see the full-length video of this podcast, uh, and you can leave comments on there. I never thought, should we uh, put up a forum for an- uh, questions and stuff? No, they can do it through Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm also, not- you can leave comments on Twitter. I'm not searching too spots. <laughs> Excuse me. Next, oh, uh, critical failure searches like, he searches the comments on his old show, the comments on the blog... Uh, the comments on YouTube and an email address. That's the man is insane. Busy man. He's checking four spots for questions. Wow. He has I, an app that does it all. You know? I, I barely remember to search Twitter when we sit down. <laughs> um, and the second question, also from uh, Critical Failure, is Are you going to Magfest in January? Uh, I probably will not be. How will you? I would really like to. Okay. As of right now, I do not have a ticket, I do not have a plan to go there. I heard uh, it's booking. I don't have a hotel room, which I know are sold, so I'd have to sleep like in the street, like a homeless person. Like a piece of trash. Um, <laughs> but I would love to go. See, my concern is last year I planned to go to MAGFest, and uh, in December, before the MAGFest, my uh, unit called me and deployed me overseas for six months. That sucked. So then I came home, so I couldn't go, obviously, I was overseas. So I came home, and I planned to go to Barry. Actually, it even starts before then. Last August, uh, Kevin and Sarah had plans to come down and visit us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my uh, unit loaded me on a course that had me away from home for three weeks, right in the middle of the time when they would come down. So uh, they couldn't come down. You're so then cursed, that, February, I planned to go to MAGFest with an ES Payne, hang out with Mailbag, and uh, Rip, and I think Chris Robertson as well. Um, and oh, I got deployed for six months uh, to the Mediterranean Sea. So I came home and I planned to go to Barry Game Exchange this week, and I was uh, t-boned uh, last week. So, nope, no plans to go anywhere. Are you Cartridge li- curse. Are you listening, universe? I'm staying here, <laughs> uh, but I would love to go. Uh, it's a maybe. I'm a, I'm a maybe leaning towards no right now. Why don't uh, we have a game exchange here in the Atlantic province? Oh, because fuck us. Oh boy, we have uh, the Halcon. The Halcon Science Fiction Convention and Gaming Comic uh, Meetup yeah. Exchange, which is it's, just, it's really fun and a lot of people enjoy it every year and it gets keeps yeah, getting bigger it's just every not fun year. For gaming. And it's uh, yeah, it's just, it's more pop culture focused than video game focused, so there isn't as much of a draw for me. We need a game exchange. Although one year they did have R.A. Salvatore there. Mm-hmm. And he spoke about uh, writing Kingdoms of Amalur, yeah. which is one of my favorite. That was movies. the year we went. One of the years we went. I think. Yeah, Did we go two years. We, the second year we went, they had the uh, ticket snafu when we were outside in the line. Oh for yeah, hours. that's right. And I, I remember. And the guy told us that they were going to fix the problem and it would be fixed overnight. They guaranteed it if anybody wanted to exchange their tickets for the next day. And I responded with uh, the the brain team working on this fix is the same one who couldn't foresee this coming for six months. <laughs> And uh, it was, so we, we just got our money back. So. Thanks for your question, Critical Failure. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Claw TV, everybody, if you're not listening, please check it out. Listen. Uh, I'm hoping, uh, I think I might have got him roped into new Ooh. Dead Space with Vintage in October. Wow. Yeah, only one spot left on that show. Uh, so if you're looking to get in on Dead Space, wow. uh, you want a chance to talk to, I think of, talk with Vintage and Critical Failure about a, a great EA game. That's a monster crew. Then uh, definitely uh, reach out to us on that. Yep. Uh, I actually already have somebody in mind. Um, oh wait, no, we still reach out. It is full. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have a question from Julian Vega at JJ nineteen eighty six two thousand four, and he asks, "Will you ever try the Whopperito from Burger King?" Wow, it's funny because we were talking about this last night at work. Um, yeah, I'll try it out. Why not? If it's a, if the time arises, it's uh, essentially a Whopper in a burrito, right? Um, uh, I have no idea what it is. I actually haven't eaten. Fast food since uh, Canada Day, July 1st. Wow. So I'm going to say no because my intention is to not eat that anymore because Colleen is concerned that there is fat around my heart. I don't know. I, uh, based on the, the fact that there's fat around everything else, I'm going to assume she's right. Coming to work, man. I'll get them to take a look. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, no, I'll try it. Over. I also never tried the, the KFC Double Down. I did. Very disappointing. Not as filling as you might think. I think it's because there's no bun. Like, you need that. Like, you think... You're going to fill up more because of the meat, but no, I no, think you need that fun. bun. Yeah. Thanks for your question, Julian. Thank you, Julian. Now, did you try it? Did anybody else try it? Uh, next up, we got a question from Mrs. Q Dog. I just realized she didn't use CC answers in the question, but it's because her question was too long. She didn't have room for it. That's not so her fault, then. No. So the question, and as Mrs. Q Dog, I'm a little afraid of her. The question is: You should be. Um, was there any food that I missed on my trip 
um, right. that I, I couldn't that get question. on a boat. Is that on here? No. So uh, yes, there is. Uh, Donairs was a big one. Ooh. They tried making ship Donairs. Um, not the same. Mm. Um, as well, uh, Shepherd's Pie is a big one that I like at home. Again, they made it on the ship, but it's, it's when you're when you're preparing a meal for two hundred people, and I have, I have nothing against the cooks in our boats. They they work their asses off. They're the hardest working people on the ship. They're going twenty four seven. When you're making a meal for two hundred people, it's not the same as when your mom's making it for you, or your True. wife's making it for True. you, or even when you're making your own. And you're not allowed to make your own because people are disgusting pigs, and they don't want anybody in there yeah. touching the food that everybody else eats, mucking it up. So yeah, everything. I missed everything, all of it, <laughs> except the coffee. Coffee in Europe was decent. Was there? Are you allowed to have peanut butter on the boat? That's there is peanut butter on the boat, so yeah, I could eat. So and that we had access to that. Uh, the problem is it's in the main cafeteria where all of us go to eat. And as I previously stated, people are fucking disgusting. So they open a jar of peanut butter and it sits there open. Oh, uh, I actually tights. watched a woman once oh, uh, take a jar of mayonnaise and a spoon. Don't say it. And spoon feed herself. Or not mayonnaise, sorry. Yeah, cheese Whiz. Spoon feed herself oh, the cheese Whiz worse. for an hour. She sat at a table for an hour and ate cheese whiz with no a fucking spoon. Way. And then, I'm not kidding. <laughs> ask Colleen. She knows her. She was there. I can say the woman's name, but I'm not going to do that. Do not. An hour. She sat there eating this fucking cheese whiz. Then she got up and she put the cheese whiz jar back with the rest of the food for everybody else to eat after eating it with the same spoon for an hour. Wow. That sounds... So I... I Horrible. don't. I brought my. I would, when we would get into port, I would buy my own little jar of peanut butter that I would keep with me, and everybody would laugh at me. Oh, you're eating the peanut butter! And then when everybody else got sick at the same time and they're all pissing over their assholes, yeah. I would happily enjoy my peanut butter and jam sandwich. Oh God, that sounds. Thanks for the question, Mrs. Cuto. Delightful. I managed to not get riled up there. Yeah, ish. <laughs> Next up, retro nonsense. Duke, uh, I was sorry, at Duke zero six one nine asks if the internet and YouTube didn't exist. Do you think you'd still be as into retro gaming as you are now? Ooh, that's a deep question. Because mm. I got back into it because you had been watching YouTube. Yeah, and I didn't have, like, we had lost most of our collection. We've yeah. had to reamass it. Would we have done that with it? I don't know. That's a good question. It's a great question. Um, I mean, I'm, I would always love old games, but would I just be emulating them? Well, would the I answer, not have the collection? I mean, really, tomorrow, if I deleted all of my online accounts and I stopped talking to everybody I know, if I was still interested in the things I have, would answer that question. Um, it would? Maybe. No, it would tell me if I could maintain my interest right. after losing everything, everybody right. that we talked to. Um, I'm going to say that I would definitely still be into gaming, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I don't know if I would be as into retro gaming. I, I do believe that retro gaming... I, cause I I had played a lot of World of Warcraft. That was my go-to vice. Me too. And then when that ended, I bought a PS3. And the first game I bought for the PS3 was Modern Warfare 2. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And Madden 12? 13? 12? Whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I so I do truly believe that if it wasn't for P2 saying, hey, you know what? Let's start a YouTube channel. Mm. All these people on YouTube were talking about retro games. Hey, do you remember playing these games? That if I had been left to just play current day games, that I wouldn't still be playing games. I would have a new hobby now. And you I know probably what? would have gone back to Warcraft or something like that. I bet you that NES Classic would have come out. Yeah, this might actually get more people to get back into retro games. Because I bet you would have seen that NES Classic because we wouldn't have already been surrounded yeah. by it. I mean, like, hey, you know, let's, let's pick it up. Let's check that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because I, uh, even now, my PS3, Xbox 360 collection is minimal. Like, uh... I maybe have 30 games. I don't even know if I have that many between the two of them. Because modern games, that. current day games just don't speak to me the way – most of them don't. Some do. But they just don't – and I, again, it's because I'm older. I understand all that. But they don't speak to me the same way that the older games did. So I wouldn't have that desire to keep playing them. Hmm. Um, so if it wasn't – I don't know if I would be into tough. retro games if not for YouTube. But I definitely will say that if not for uh, the Cartridge Club community and – YouTube and getting recollecting and reconnecting with my brother and with the games that I have that I, I definitely wouldn't still be as into gaming as I am now. So Colleen would probably be happier. I imagine she hates YouTube. <laughs> no, I imagine. I don't know, man. This is a tough question. Um, yeah, I definitely don't. It wouldn't be as fervent, I guess. It wouldn't be yeah. as prominent in our lives without YouTube. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. What about you guys? I'd like to hear. Yeah. 
you know, from everybody else too. It's a fascinating question. Would you as be would, would would the people listening or watching be as into retro games as they are now, if they are, mm. if it wasn't for the influence of the online gaming community? Hmm. Let us know. And last question from Bill at STC Pod. He wants to know: Have you two studs ever fought over the same girl? Studs. I don't. Yeah. I wonder if people know how how much uh, yeah, age so, difference we have. Um, I'm 35, and P2 just turned 30. Yeah. So there's five years between us. So we never, uh, because of the fact that we moved a lot as children, we never actually even went to the same school. It's true. So when I was in grade, when we, we went to one school uh, that stopped at grade four. And then you had to get bussed to a different school that went for five or stuff to be three. And yeah, oh. so Sycamore Lane would bus me to five, four, five, and six. Well, like Acadia was where right. I went. Was primary to three. And you couldn't, you were already gone to Sycamore. Right. I went to Sycamore yeah. for four, five, and six. Yeah. So uh, when he was old enough to start school, I would have been in grade five. And at that point, we were in different schools. Right. So then he moved on. I moved then through junior high. So we were never in school together. Yeah. Um, fascinating. So, and we never had the same friends, the same circles of friends. And where he was five years younger than me, any girls that he would have been interested in at that time would have been uh, extremely too young for me. <laughs> um, Could and, have been interesting. Yeah. And on the same token, any girls that would have been my age would have not been interested in a, a yeah, baby you know, babysitting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we never actually fought over the same girl. Uh, well, hopefully you learned a little from our history. We never really thought about ourselves, I guess. No. Yeah. Nobody really cares about us. <laughs> <laughs> I care. Uh, yeah, so no, we've never fought over the same girl. Uh, I don't think we ever, I mean, other than games, I don't know if we fought over anything. No. Chicken nuggets, maybe? Oh, uh, micro machines. Oh, um, or maybe just dinkies in general. Yeah. Um, how about you and uh, you and Joe? You guys ever fight over the same? Were you guys, well, because they were married. Yeah, you know what? Just Tell answer us. the question. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> Pamela at work. Oh boy, alright. Let's move on now. Is that it? That's it. That's all our questions. CC answers. So that's the end of the show this week. Uh, yeah. Feels like a short one, but it might have been a long one. I Hard think it went longer than we anticipated. Yeah. We were expecting like a half an hour, and I feel like we're somewhere past that. Anyway, if you're listening yeah. to this show on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or if you're watching this video on YouTube, please come over to www.cartridgeclub.org where you can check out this podcast as well as other podcast videos and blogs such as The Gaming Pilgrimage, Mighty Q Dogs, and Retro Fandango, as well. <laughs> Good one. If you're already a member of the Cartridge Club and you'd like to help it grow and support it, you can go to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club, uh, where you can donate as little or as much as you'd like, uh, and all proceeds go directly into improving the website and making the Cartridge Club uh, a better community for all of its members. Right. I'm Player One. I'm Player Two. See you next week. Thank you.